Welcome to the Girls Get Real Show with your hosts, Robin Lim and Rosalind Tang. In this podcast, we get real with you on personal growth, wellness, and dating, all while we navigate life through the unique lens of women in Asia. Tune in for unfiltered thoughts, honest opinions, and loads of real talk. Hey guys! Welcome to the Girls Get Real show. This is Roslyn and Robin. And this episode, we're going to be chatting with a dear friend of ours, Tanya. We're going to be talking about a lot of topics that we're excited about. The first thing being relationships and how we define ourselves by our relationships. Second is the definition of success versus happiness for each individual, specifically through a female lens. And finally, we're going to be talking about challenges in our daily lives and how to cope with them. Yes. So Tanya is someone that we admire so, so much, so we cannot wait to get into this episode with her. So just as a quick introduction, Tanya is a PhD in mathematics and the chief science officer of Athena, where she builds and scales AI-driven data security and data privacy solutions. She has been recognized as top 100 women in tech in Singapore, all while she single-handedly raises a beautiful six-year-old daughter and manages to stay healthy and happy. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to the show. Hi Robin, hi Ross. Thanks a lot for having me here. And I believe it's a very great idea that you touch so important life topics and share it with community. I'm definitely very thankful to be part of this conversation. So very quick intro from myself. I was born in Ukraine where I spent the biggest part of my life. And I moved to Singapore just more than two years ago. And I would identify myself as the person who always was very excited about the world and people around, and especially that kind of feeling you can get from um, conversations with people, from learning new things, discovering new places, and this kind of connection. And I feel like maybe because of this vision, the universe was always very generous with myself and sending me such kind of people I can learn from, I can connect, I can spend time with, and I can grow professionally and personally. So honestly, I feel like I'm a very lucky human being. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful message and it's something I deeply believe as well. I do feel charmed by the universe and that the universe is constantly sending gifts. Um, So let's dive straight into some of these gifts that um, you've been talking about. You have a daughter who is beautiful, smart and um, so clearly loved and nourished. And that segues into your role as a mother. I'm very curious to learn about the various roles you have in your life, you know, as a mother, as, um, you know, a leader in tech, as a friend to us and beyond. You know, honestly, it's a very nice question to ask people because usually when we are asked who you are, it's a very tricky question because at that point of time, in your mind, you are listening all particular functions on roles you play and trying to pick up that one which matching with this situation or the person who asked, right? So now we will talk about all the possible roles and it's really exciting. So firstly, I think that I am human, the citizen of, of the planet, right? I am um, a woman, I am mother, I am daughter, I am family member, I am a friend. Um, I am a professional, I'm really AI enthusiast, um, colleague, employee, and leader. 
uh, I can also be and I am the part of the community uh, either it's tech community or art community or Ukrainians in Singapore community <laughs> uh, I can talk a lot I am maybe a housekeeper as well but let's stop here <laughs> I think that is so funny as well and you, you completely captured that, right? That in all our little interactions with people, you know, I think that's how we define ourselves. And I think for us as well, especially, you know, for young women growing and trying to find themselves in this world, a lot of times they find themselves trying to fit into these roles and trying to succeed in them, trying to be the best daughter, the best mom, the best, you know, professional, the best leader. And, you know, we, we are wondering, like, how do you succeed in these roles and how do you define success in these roles? Okay, that's a um, really good question. And I think that what we define is relationships with the outside world. Uh, there is also another part, which is relationships with ourselves. And I believe that in order to succeed in those outer relationships, you need to be connected to yourself, right? And when we want to identify ourselves, our relationships we will talk about us as i am my body i am my mind and i am my soul and if you are connected if you are happy with yourself you will be able to give to the world what is expected right you cannot give something that you don't have mm -hmm. if you want to give love you need to have love inside if you want to give knowledge you need to learn by yourself and if you want to make your loved happy or good you, you need to feel good as well, mm -hmm. right? And I think that how I, I succeed in these roles, there are maybe different factors and definitely I am learning, I am failing a lot, I am balancing, right? I, I think that maybe the, the, there are like few rules that I try to follow. Uh, the first one is to make these relationships your own decision. Uh, second is to define what is success. And third, to, um, to spend your energy uh, on important things or roles you define. Um, why I'm talking about making it your own decision? Uh, because if you feel obligated to do something, you will definitely not perform very well and you will feel guilty, uncomfortable, etc. Right? So maybe at some point of time we need to always reflect so which kind of roles do we have in our life are we happy with each of these roles um, are we choosing them because of love or because of fear because we cannot escape from that relationships right and answering these questions will mm, give maybe like two outputs or benefits first we will be able to uh, feel like we own our own life and second, we will be able to make decision either improve um, the relationships or maybe delegate some roles or continue to do it because we love it, mm -hmm. right? And um, I think that I'm a really practical person. I, I can learn a lot like salary, but until I practice, it doesn't make sense. Uh, and uh, what I do, I, I do journaling, and I really like the episode. I guess it was like third episode about journaling, <laughs> right? So I would uh, list all the roles I have, uh, and I will reflect maybe like once per few months, um, and I will understand first like which roles I play at this point of time, and I will put the scores. Mm -hmm. I am kind of tech person, so <laughs> I will definitely uh, evaluate between one and ten uh, how I feel I perform in these roles right now, 
right? And it gives you a lot of understanding, right? Like where, where you fail, where you maybe need to pay more attention. So what I will do after, I will define three roles, not more, because it's really difficult, that, and I put the plan for the next month to kind of improve uh, myself, my performance on these roles. Either I will spend more time with my child or with my friends, or I will call my mom, or I will contribute more to community, etc. It really helps. It also helps um, you in everyday life to be able to think, okay, so what I can do today to uh, perform in this particular role? It, it's, it sounds very um, difficult from the first um, place, but after that, when you just used to it, it, it goes very smoothly. I love that you have such a systematic approach to defining your own roles, scoring your own roles, and working progressively towards improving them. When did you start using this process and how did you invent it? Were you inspired by someone else or is it just something that you independently came up with that works for you? Yeah, I think that I was, um, I was not aware of a lot of things and I tried different tools. I definitely started it to do it maybe like when I was 20, but not in such systematic way, right? So I was uh, kind of trying to understand what makes me happy, what I want to do, and how I can really make decisions based on, on the relationships I want to build. But this systematic way, it came maybe like one or more um, years ago. And definitely I uh, get a lot of knowledge from books, from podcasts, from friends. I, I really love listening to TED Talks because they give you a lot of structure. Usually when people try to fit something in very small uh, interval of time, they will give you such a piece of gold in that conversation that you can learn from. Yeah. I love this framework and I think it's so important as well for people to realize that success in your different roles is completely different, right? What does it mean to be a good mom? <coughs> what does it mean to be a good daughter? What does it mean to be a good employee and team leader, so on and so forth? And you know, being able to judge yourself, focusing on three, firstly, and then being able to judge yourself on how you do on these helps you to then narrow down and create actionable steps on how to move forward. Right? I really like that. I think that's something I definitely want to implement in my own life as well. So thank you. Um, so I'm also curious, what does a five upon 10 look like? What does a three upon 10 look like? And what does a 10 upon 10 look like? Yeah, that is an uh, amazing question. And um, definitely 10 for me is something really, really high. I'm not sure that I ever put 10 for something. Uh, I think that I have like pretty big expectations. Uh, but I definitely worked on kind of lower boundary. And actually this uh, advice came from my friend. Um, if you feel that you underperform in particular role, and in that case, it was uh, the example uh, to be mother, right? So what, what you uh, can do about this and how you define what is enough, right? And um, it's kind of baseline when you always will try to stay on it and after that it can go even upper, right? And what my friend said is, look, uh, baseline for kids, for a five years old kid is to have food, to have home and to have clothing and to be safe. It's your baseline, right? If you want, you can go more, but it's something that you always can give and you will not feel kind of guilty or you will not blame yourself that you are not good enough right 
And what I added on top, and, um, and I try always to perform in it, is to have quality time, right? It's very important because when you uh, have relationships, it's not about quantity, but quality, how much quality time you have. And with kids, it will be minimum 20 minutes uh, reading in the evening, or when we go somewhere in MRT, it, when it will be uh, 20 minutes playing or cooking together, doing some activities together. And it will be also reflecting and asking her like how she feels. And we found very nice um, framework. Um, in every evening, we um, we sit down with her, and um, first she tells what are the three things she is grateful for. And of course, I am telling the same because I need to show the example. And sometimes I feel it helps me more than helps her. <laughs> uh, then I ask her what um, make her made her feel uh, not very good today. Uh, it's not uh, even sometimes recommended to uh, focus on negative things, but it helps me to understand what is um, in her mind. Maybe she didn't tell me something, right? Maybe she's not happy, right? It's kind of connection. Mm -hmm. And the last one, which I added really recently, maybe a few months ago, is um, for, for what you love yourself. And uh, we're reflecting a lot on it. And um, now I feel that she's so confident by telling, I love myself because I'm smart and pretty. <laughs> Uh, at the beginning, it was very hard for her to understand, and I, I really hope that for future it will um, help. I really love that approach. I think it's super inspirational. If I were to ever be a mother, I think it's, you know, this sort of project management on a macro level and working towards long-term goals is very interesting. And um, on a daily level, it seems like you're applying a lot of um, almost journal prompts that I also use on a daily basis. I have um, journal prompts for my mood, I have journal prompts for gratitude, for my like future self, and a, a lot of just like free-flowing reflections. It sounds like you're encouraging her to vocalize her thoughts a lot more and um, creating a safe space for her to vocalize her thoughts. In relation to that, you know, I think you're wonderful and you know, I would love to you know, learn parenting tips from you. I think a lot of the mothers in our audience would be inspired by that as well. I want to talk a little bit about expectations. Do you feel like you've ever struggled with expectations that society place on you as a mother? I guess now when we have this unlimited access to the social media, different type of information, of course, um, you will see this image of idle mother or mm. uh, idle parent. And you will ask yourself, I am that person or not, right? And of course, when we post our pictures on Instagram, Facebook, it will be always about like good things, right? And I think that um, I worked a bit on that point just to make the distinguish between what we have uh, in media and what is possible. And I really love what you said, Ross, about uh, project management, because really I feel like my life is like one more project. And maybe it should be like that, right? We spend so much time at work to organize our time, all the meetings, etc. And after that, we come home and it's like kind of mess. And I feel like I, I started to add like all the events in the calendar and manage it really in structured way. Right, and when we talk about this um, image, right? So I, I'm thinking about customization. So in AI, 
uh, we have this uh, part that you can train very nice uh, model which will predict, for example, how many people will shop today in this shop, right? And you can give this model to any type of shop and it will fail because it's too general, right? It's, uh, it doesn't fit to this particular type of shop. So here we talk about customization. Let's try train one model, but only for this particular shop. The same here. We are in this situation, we are in this country, this is the age of my child. Let's customize the expectation for myself, what she expects from me and what I can give, take into account that I have other roles. And it's kind of works for me. Of course, I will validate a bit with my friends, but it will not be this ideal image. It will be the image of people I know, I trust. Yeah, and I think especially when it comes to, you know, influencer parents and social media, it makes it also very easy to compare yourself. And I think this is something that a lot of us struggle with, even beyond parenting, so in, in a social context, you know, and especially in a professional context. I look around to my friends and, you know, we're, we ask ourselves, am I doing enough? You know, am I working hard enough? Am I earning enough? You know, should I be making more? Should I be pushing myself harder? And how do you then customize this, this to yourself? Or how do you then customize expectations to yourself? Yes, so I think that, as I said before, it will be to move a bit in real life, what we expect, right? And uh, to uh, make sure that you compare yourself today with who you, you were before. Because I believe that um, to, to really succeed in different roles, we need to grow, we cannot stay. If you stay, you just, it's regression. It's not staying on the same place, especially with uh, your kids, with friends, with your work. Everything is changing in the world. Right, and we cannot. We need to to adapt. We need to grow together with it. And uh, for example, the expectations that I had for three years old kid is completely different than uh, I have for six years old kid. Right, and I need to be able to just ref just move these expectations up and up and grow. And I personally feel that every time when I know that. I improved a bit there and there and there. I will not compare myself with social media or other parents because I will know that, okay, I have kind of reward because one year ago or a few months ago, I didn't do it and now I do it, right? And I have new feedback from my daughter mm -hmm. or new feedback from my friend or, or I did new project at work and it, it will really help me to focus on my achievements rather than uh, someone's achievements. Yeah. I really like that. And I think especially when we are so defined or rather we feel the weight of society's definition of success weighing on us, right? And that was kind of the metric or rather the, the benchmark that we hold ourselves to. And another thing that we also want to discuss is then what is the correlation between success and happiness? You know, just because society puts up this front of, you know, what success is and shows us that if you're this version of success, you will be happy. But is that what you experience in real life? Yes, it's such a broad topic, uh, happiness and success, two, two um, concepts that is really even hard to define, right? And I think that what I learned over the time that it's not about output. So the worst thing that we can do is uh, just accept that happiness will happen 
at some point of time when we achieve this or that. And success is output and we can define our own success and just wait until and, and work very hard until we get it, right? But it seems that it's completely wrong. And uh, even when we take success from someone, we kind of limit ourselves, right? So we can take success from even like great people in, in the, this century, but it is our upper boundary or we will try to, to do more. Right, and um, it's really the process. It's really the process, and I truly believe it's related to relationships, because um, if I think about moments when I was happy or I felt successful, it was not only about me, right? It was about people around me. It was about these roles. It was about society. And I, I, I believe that we can be successful only with the people. And when we define these relationships in proper way and we monitor these growth in the relationships, this we in evolve in these relationships, it's something how we can measure success iteratively, not as the end goal. And after that, we can be happy. And here's the, the point if happiness is success or not. And uh, I think that happiness is more about living in the moment and be happy. Uh, how happy you can be about something that didn't happen before, maybe not because it's only our expectations. Um, can we be happy about something that already happened? A bit yes, but the best happiness level, it will be at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So the question is how we can be present now and be happy with small things, right? With, with um, smile all of your friend, with, with a new with cup of coffee, with the atmosphere we have, with the talk conversation we have. I think that it is the happiness. It's really the journey to um, your objectives and goals uh, when we talk about success. I couldn't agree any further. I think doing gratitude exercises on a daily basis has proven to be effective for cultivating happiness. I definitely think that happiness is a lot more about um, living in the present and actively being grateful. I like seeing happiness in relation to um, being present as well because I think as humans we have tendencies to romanticize the past and we are almost evolutionarily primed to worry about the future. Um, so taking conscious action, actionable steps to be present can definitely help towards happiness. And I love how you put it. I think for myself, I've, I've always struggled with being present in the now because I'm always worrying about the future. I'm always thinking about the past, regretting or whatnot. And I love how you put that, that you cannot be ha you can be happy about something that happened in the past but not that happy right you cannot be happy about something that is going to happen in the future because that's just excitement so the only real time that you experience happiness is now and that really that really hit it home for me i'm like wow okay this i've never heard it put like this before and the good thing to be happy at the moment is actually we manifest happiness in the future i really believe in manifestation and uh, when you are on this flow of joy um, love, peace, it means that you kind of uh, get this energy from the other people and you uh, move this happiness to your next action, right? Um, it's uh, I, I have the story, I was thinking about this and um, that time we were with my daughter flying the kite and marine barrage 
And I saw this kite and it was struggling a lot to put it up. It took <laughs> us like maybe one hour and finally it got there. And what do you have? You, 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 you uh, hold it and you always need to have this tension because if uh, you don't have tension, it will go down, down, down. And after that, it will just land in, right? And I was thinking about this, like the, the different flows of energy, right? Yeah as upper you go, as like happier or joyful you will be. And after that, you always need to have this tension to work on yourself, to work on the energy and keep attention to the energy you have at the moment. So it will help you to always be up, right? And when you kind of like lose this energy, you tend to be like, to have negative thoughts, to be surrounded by some problems and pay attention to problems, not solutions. In that case, you lose this tension and it will go down. I love that. And it's also kind of showing that there's no such thing as happiness without something to ground you in that sense. So you need always that sense of reality, that eagerness and urgency to work on yourself, to grow. And then while you're doing that, you can also enjoy the breeze or, you know, the wind of, you know, flying up there in the sky. But in reality, there's no such thing as just flying, right? You need that string to hold you down. What advice would you give to someone who is currently, um, you know, unable to even push themselves in the same way you have? Um, you seem like someone who's cultivated a lot of presence, a lot of joy, a lot of inner peace. How can someone just starting out begin that journey? I think that what helped me, it was really working on um, on some inner peace through meditation, through listening to uh, some uh, podcasts about mental health, about personal growth, uh, by having some role models uh, that also went through struggles, right? But after that, they survive. And it really gives you hope uh, that it will uh, work. And I, I believe that as soon as you put yourself on this flow, you start in receiving this small uh, signs from universe that, oh, you know, uh, it works, right? And you starting to have the trust that as universe can help you to move forward. And I think that the most important is to kind of, um, again, um, pay attention to your energy. So look, for example, I believe that energy is really the most valuable asset we have, not money, not uh, recognition, etc. right? So what we do with money, right? We, we put a lot of attention to count, uh, to plan, to, to uh, protect our money in the bank, to um, always uh, check how much we spend last uh, month, to invest, etc. right? But we don't do it with the energy. And could you imagine every day we receive a lot of energy? And the question is how we spend that energy? Sometimes I personally will spend a lot of energy by thinking about something that happened before. Either I feel that I um, Mm, I was uh, maybe not good enough with someone or I got this negative emotion with someone, right? And this situation will just, these thoughts will repeat in your hand and they will actually eat the energy, right? Uh, after that, the second piece of energy, it will go uh, to the future. We will worry about the future. Will I... Uh, Will it be good tomorrow, in one month, etc.? Uh, will I not get that disease, right? And only the last piece we will spend for, for now, right? Mm -hmm. And what I learned through meditation is really to cut off this past. Mm -hmm. 
And there are like a lot of different techniques. There is what I love, there, there is this definition of zero state when you forgive and ask for forgiveness every day and you kind of clean your thoughts, your negative thoughts, and you don't live with them anymore. You don't carry on them, right? So they don't hold you back anymore because you ask for forgiveness. You forgive all the people because you're not always aware of the struggles they have. And you get this kind of purity that all the energy you receive, you will spend for today, but not for the past. It sounds like you're very conscious and you're actively taking steps every day to work closer towards your um, inner peace, towards your life goals, towards um, the happiness of your daughter, towards you being successful in your role. And I love how just you being con conscious of your energy can have such a big impact in all the roles that you play as a human being. And um, I'd love for you to maybe share a little bit more about how your daily routine looks like and um, how you kind of structure your day to tackle on life's challenges. Yes, um, so I start my day at uh, either 5 or 6 a.m. I have one or two hours for myself and I really morning person. I, I didn't know that I'm morning person until maybe I was 20 or 25. And after that, when I started to wake up early and it came as behavior, it was so nice, right? Because it's the time when I start my day and I kind of put this intention what I want to do. So I will do meditation. I start again, um, when people think about meditation is something that, um, it requires a lot of time. Uh, I need to learn how to do it, etc. And maybe like two years ago, I had completely the same opinion, right? And when you will read the books, you will uh, read, okay, one hour, uh, I don't have one hour. But what they say, if Oprah has time to meditate, so you can find time to meditate. And I was very lucky because I found this technique, five or 10 minutes meditation. I decided, okay, five, 10, it will work. And now I, I can go to one hour, right? But it's something that, uh, help me to start with and after that I will do exercising I do yoga and after that I will try to read some books uh, which will help to get this positive energy and uh, to start my day with something positive and by having this time uh, I will wake up my daughter and I will feel good even even if she didn't have enough sleep and even if she's not very happy etc by being on this positive flow i will help her to to get there but if i am not ready it, it will be really really bad morning Th i think that is such a good piece of um a good tip actually so especially for i for me i'm not a morning person so sometimes i do tend to rush in the morning and i'm scrambling and i can't imagine if i'm already scrambling and rushing myself that i have to care for another six-year-old who's like i don't want to get out of bed i'll be like oh my god <laughs> i cannot deal with this so i think that that is really interesting and kind of taking the time for yourself and i also kind of want to touch a little bit about action versus intention Right, because a lot of times when people talk about routines, you know, it's just an action that you do, right? What you your routine might not work for somebody else, you know, maybe because they're not a morning person, they don't have kids, you know, a whole different story. So how do you then um, 
carry this intention in whatever action you might do in the morning yeah i think that the most important is to start right <laughs> and allow you to start is not easy for sure at the moment when you need to exercise you will have so many ideas what you else you can do and i think that uh, what helps me also at work maybe like i don't struggle much uh, now with my daily routine at home because it's already habit right if you do it like few months it's already habit and you can just cannot live without that but at work you will always have like new type of tasks new project etc and it always will make you kind of um, uncomfortable to start if you don't know um, this topic right so what I learned uh, I allow myself to be like the worst person in the world who will do this project like the output will be really really bad and I allowed it to be and as soon as you start you get so much motivation right to do it you you just dive deep into the topic you add more and more and more and after that you feel oh it's not so bad i think personally i am a big believer in positive energy as well and um, subjecting myself to really challenging things motivation is a huge issue for everyone and um, i think journaling in the morning and setting a positive note for the day really helps motivate me forward. I think one trick I use as well is when I feel like I'm about to procrastinate, I would just start a task by like writing, if it's a writing related task, I would just like write one line. Um, if it's about following up with someone, I would just, you know, do a quick draft. And usually by the time you get to doing a draft, you feel a lot more motivated to continue on because we have this tendency towards completing things. It's just a human thing. And when it comes to working out as well, you know, I don't punish myself for um, doing something badly. If I feel a little bit lazy, a little bit sluggish, I would just start for a minute and keep taking breaks. I think it's still better than inaction. Um, so love the tips that you're sharing with us. Yeah, I, I think that um, what also motivates and inspires is to really have these um, big goals, right? And even if you said, okay, so success is kind of dynamic target we accept that it will move as soon as we grow we can give the another definition right but having particular goals which not um, necessarily connected with uh, particular actions but more the feelings they help because you will zoom in and zoom out every day okay i'm do some i'm doing something i don't like but it will help me to get the qualities that I, I want to achieve and I want to share we did this um, exercise with my team but actually everyone can do that so there is book is called a code of extraordinary mind and um, the author the vision Luciani he recommends to answer like three really important questions and um, it will help you understand what you want to do and there is like one set of questions that we defined for our team um, for your entire life so the first one is uh, what do you you want experience in life second how do you want to grow and the third how you want to contribute right and here again i i always see the relationships and feelings what you, will you feel if you meet these people or if you have this experience of if you can share this etc right so what we did after we define we answered the same three questions but for the next three years right so what i want to experience in the next three years how i want to grow and after that how i want to contribute by having these uh, answers we define the qualities i want to develop in order to achieve my goals right so we have 10 qualities for the next three years 
what what um, it how it helps first it helps me as manager and the company to understand what are the qualities of our employees and how we can organize the projects their daily tasks around this quality so every quarter for example they can reflect and they can see okay i improved it a bit right and completely the same for for myself knowing the 10 qualities that i want to work on i will always kind of map my tasks or something that i don't want to do with these 10 qualities right and it can be your physical your mental health etc and it motivates because you feel this contribution and sometimes what i do uh, before i had something on my wall like poster on my wall now i do it in in my journal i would define like some quality for one week and i will try every day not either do this or improve this or not to do something for example uh, one time i was really uh, complaining a lot about some some situations maybe some people etc and i really didn't like it so i would uh, every day when i come home i would put the tick the box if i did complaints or not right and at the first time you will fail after that you will like it will be yes or no like day to day and after that you just stop doing this because every time when you want even like it by complaining i i mean even some thoughts it's not necessary to tell this right but if you have these thoughts oh i don't like this because something and you name the outer reason it's your complaint right so after that, when you do this exercise for one or more week, you will just spot this negative thought immediately, even before you want to say something. And you will just switch your mind to something positive. And in this case, you can develop this quality very nice. It sounds quite interesting in the sense that you're applying CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy strategies in your daily life. So that would be um, pretty much a thought journal. So you could actually be logging your negative thoughts and then transforming them into positive thoughts. And um, I, I love how you don't even need to write it down. You can just think about it in your head and work towards these attributes that you want to see more off yeah i was just going to say this sounds very similar to the thought record that i currently have and i've been working on it i would say for almost over two months now actually and as the weeks went by as i was journaling my thoughts it was the same pattern you know now when i not even think it but like feel myself you know falling into that kind of headspace i'm like whoa whoa and i can already remind myself of all the rational thoughts that i should be having about this situation preventing myself from falling into that kind of negative headspace right so i do see where you're coming from this is such a powerful tool and i really really cannot recommend it more and so you talked a little bit about this earlier but in terms of the motivation and your energy right so and when we first met you, or at least when I first met you, I, I looked at you and I was like, wow, you know, like, where does all your energy come from? Where does all your motivation come from? Because it literally looks like this warm glow that just radiates from you. And, you know, everybody that, that comes into contact with you can feel that. And, you know, with so much on your plate and so much that you're doing in your life, where do you find the motivation and energy to keep giving? Yeah, I think that I inspired by people and I inspired by ideas. And sometimes you can feel really exhausted, uh, especially now in pandemic, when you spend time at home and even working, you, you, you cannot see people. And sometimes you can feel that you, that, that I need so much time to rest, to get back to my energy, etc. But as soon as I meet people or I have new idea, it like completely changes, right? And I think that learning something about our mind 
uh, helps a lot, right? Because now I know that I need one or two hours just to be either like spend time in cafe, uh, drinking coffee, and I will be able to come back to my energy very easy just by thinking, okay, so what is my next step? What I can do? What is the idea, etc. Right? Another, um, another solution will be to meet my friends and just talk about some some nice things. I'm really bad in um, kind of like short talks, <laughs> but I, I always try to to go deep, and sometimes I really bothering people with that. But having this kind of conversations can really put me back. So I will, after that, I will ap apologize for really like spending a lot of time, you know, on something that is like difficult to discuss, etc. But it will help me a lot. I really inspired by people, and I inspired also by um, by um, different uh, role models that that we can learn from. And it's not necessary; should be like very famous people, but you guys who uh, work in different. Um, industries who work on yourself so so hard this kind of podcast is really amazing i don't know if i would start doing it by myself right that's why i i really appreciate that i'm invited here and all the energy and time you spend really to share with people right not to get the reward but really to give and and discuss this important topic is really nice. Thank you. I think, you know, having people like you give us feedback really keeps things going. Um, you know, we love the words of encouragement and we love the practical feedback that everyone has been sharing. I think um, to wrap up, we covered a bunch of different areas. So we covered um, health, especially in relation to mental health, a little bit of physical health as well. We covered relationships um, as well as a little bit about the work that you do. And we've seen this through the lens of um, your various roles in society and as a human. And uh, I think a key thing is your spirituality, how you being present, how you receiving gifts from the universe, listening to yourself, and coupled with meditation, coupled with journaling, coupled with keeping physically healthy and feeding off the energy of other people in your social sphere is bringing you to where you are today. A very inspirational figure for many women, including Robin and myself. So thank you so much for sharing your lessons. Yeah, and I think something that I really take away from today's podcast as well is that we are all essentially just walking balls of energy and how we spend this energy is so, so important. And not only that, but we're also mirrors to each other's energy, right? So much, so much of the time that we kind of reflect, but also absorb the energy from our environment. So surrounding yourself with the best people, people who really care about you and you care for, I think that is so important. So yeah, thank you so much for all your wonderful insights. We learned so, so much today and had such a good time connecting over this podcast. Thanks a lot, girls. Honestly, your conclusion was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the way how you put all these uh, uh, questions and uh, how you make the and aggregate the thoughts, it really uh, shows your professionalism in this topic. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I had really fun and uh, thank you for interesting uh, questions and great time. All right, so that is all we have for today's episode. If you liked today's episode, please check us out on Instagram at Girls Get Real Show. We will be posting summaries and tips from today's episode there as well. And big shout out to Dathina as well for letting us record in the office space today. And we cannot wait to see everyone at our next episode. So stay safe, keep healthy, keep happy. Hope to see you next time. Bye.